and we are recording. Uh, welcome to Beware of Strangers. My name is Gary. May I have your name, please? My name's Colleen Joy Ryan. Colleen, thank you very much for being on the show. If this is your first time listening, Beware of Strangers is a podcast where we go um, scour the internet and find strangers to come and talk to us for 30 minutes while we record it. The first thing I usually ask my guests, um, what what is it that you do for a living, Colleen? Um, that's kind of an interesting question because probably right now, <laughs> the thing that I'm doing most, I'm a keynote speaker, conference speaker, corporate trainer. And so it's interesting because I speak a lot on the topics of self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and, and I'm a confidence coach. And in talking about self-awareness, one of the big topics right now is just how to get motivated, how to stay motivated, how to overcome procrastination, how to deal with fears. I, I think things that we can all relate to and uh, some coaching. Do you get a lot of uh, like coaching clients from your speaking? Uh, you know, it's actually probably more social media or word of mouth. Um, yeah. So it's a little of both. I, I do have some that come from my speaking clients because a lot of times I'm there to speak to them about how to make their jobs easier. But inevitably what we talk about, you know, all this relates so much to a person's personal life. I mean, procrastination, even if somebody's retired, you know, or working mm -hmm. part-time, it's still, there's a lot of things that we sometimes procrastinate that we don't want to have to do. Oh yeah. I suffer, suffer <laughs> from it myself. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. So how do you get your like speaking gigs? Does people reach out to you via social media or do you work for a company or what? It's uh, a lot of it now. Some of it's word of mouth. I would say probably online is a big way. I am, I've got a, I've got a website and mm -hmm. then I am on, um, some different websites for uh, speakers, ones that are through speakers bureaus, other ones like Gig Salad. Um, and a lot of it is people typing in certain words and finding me because, you know, sometimes I'll just hear from somebody out of the blue or they'll, they'll email me on my website out of the blue. And my web designer, he used to say to me, find out how they're finding you, you know, find out what they're typing in. So one thing that apparently a lot of people were typing in is dealing with difficult people, managing difficult people, and uh, that's that's typically... Yeah, so they just type it into Google and you... So do you pay for Google ads or do you just randomly, they just find you like randomly. organically? Nice. Yeah, or organically, just, just randomly. And you know, it's interesting you'd mentioned that, Gary, because I have thought about would it be beneficial to do Google ads because mm -hmm. I've written, um, I've done a lot of blog posts on dealing with difficult people, you know, dealing with naysayers or dealing with negativity or know-it-alls or whatever. So mm -hmm. I've done a lot of blog, blog posts in the past and I've done a lot of articles and that probably helps for me to come up in the ranks. And then I live in the Northwest. And so, you know, probably based on state or city that comes up, but yeah, I do a lot of speaking on dealing with difficult people and coaching. 
as well as managing difficult people. So I think probably either way it comes up. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, though. It seems mm-hmm. I, I was looking at your website, uh, bouncebackhire.com, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's a cool site. I was I was I was surprised. Like I, that's why I was asking you who who designed it. It's it's a nice site. It really is. Yeah, you know, thank you. I get a lot of compliments on it, and uh, I think at one point I even had bounce back hire H I R E. You know how to get somebody that you hire to bounce mm. back. But then I thought, you know, so much of my message is really about overcoming adversity, following your fate, and finding joy that I just stuck with the bouncebackhire.com, H-I-G-H-E-R, as in, you know, how to bounce back higher and stronger. But I'm going to let my web designer know what you said because I've gotten other compliments on the site and as a matter of fact we're in the process right now of putting together uh coming up with a logo and kind of changing it a little bit yeah it looks good yeah let them know and um i think it's it's well organized and um put together nicely so yeah thank you that's good to know because as the saying goes if it ain't broke don't fix it maybe we yeah no i wouldn't change a thing too much (laughs) i mean if you're getting hits Uh and and people are contacting you via the site i would if it were me, I'd just leave it, but you never know. You could always go put some ads out and redo your logos if you wanted, I guess. You, you know what it is? I have a second book coming mm. out in the spring, and it's not as much a business book. I mean, there are business topics in it. We, we will have a whole section on dealing with difficult people because that's so popular. Um, there's a, a chapter on my dad, you know, not having a wonderful mom, but a not great dad. How do you deal with that? So um, when the second book launches, that's the main reason why we're putting together uh, kind of a change to the website. And I think it's probably like a landing page where yeah. then people can got, kind of decide, okay, do they want to go to, to this end or do they want to go more to this side where she's purely business? So it'll be where people can choose. So I'll be curious as to what you think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, so you, you, you have a book that, that you wrote and you got another one coming out, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. The one that I wrote that came out a few years ago is secrets. Your boss isn't telling you. <laughs> and then the uh, the new one, I won't say the title just yet, but the new one that's coming out in the spring is um, I, I went through a really devastating personal loss mm-hmm. in October of 2001. And then one year later, almost to the day, this rescue puppy came into my life. And it's just a miracle story of the way she came into my life. And then I saw her at the shelter. And then I saw her a couple of days later. And uh, she was already named Joy. And uh, the first dog I've ever had. Now I know why people love dogs. And then I will put in a little plug for rescue dogs and cats, because the more research I did, the more I found out, wow, there are millions of animals, dogs and cats that get euthanized every year. And so, you know, if there's any way when somebody's thinking about, you know, getting another pet that they can get a rescue, it it's wonderful because you think you're saving a life, 
but oftentimes, you know, they're, they're saving years. They're giving you this fabulous life. And then when you rescue an animal from the shelter, you're really rescuing too, because by having that one out, it makes room for another one. Right. Right. So the whole book is just basically about how you adopted joy or, or is it how other people can, can get involved and adopt their self? Um, you know, it, it really goes into, um, a lot of the miracles that happened in my okay. life as a result of adopting her. So I almost could have named the book signs and synchronicities because mm. there were, there were just so many signs. It was so obvious that I was supposed to adopt her. And there were, there were just so many synchronicities along the way. And, uh, I had her for almost 16 glorious years. So I would say a lot of the book you could say is about, um, it's really about paying attention to the signs and the synchronicities in your life. Go with your gut and follow your intuition, because I'm sure you can relate to this and your listeners where you can think back to a situation and you just, oh, you just like had this gut that you weren't supposed to do something or you kind of had this pang and you thought, oh, you know, that's, I'm, you know, that's just my own fear. There's not really anything to it. Mm-hmm. And then looking back, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. can see that that was a warning sign <laughs> or, or you sense that there was something that you were supposed to do and mm-hmm. it made no sense. Like at the time I was married to a pilot when we adopted joy, I was married to a pilot And as a motivational speaker, I was traveling all over the country. I've spoken in 48 48 states and five foreign countries. And so it it just didn't make sense at the time. It was like, okay, clearly she is supposed to be mine because I saw her at the shelter. I couldn't stop thinking about her. We had this instant, instant chemistry. And I was thinking about adopting her and then... My husband at the time, um, and we, we still talk occasionally, but he had said, no, you know, it just doesn't fit in with our schedule. Who, who's going to pet sitter? And I said, yeah, you're right. So two days later, I met a garage sale and this mom and her daughter, they get out of their van and they're smiling and they're holding this little puppy and they're coming right towards me as I'm walking on this long driveway to go to this garage sale and they stopped me and they said, excuse me, would you by any chance like to adopt a puppy? They said, we just (laughs) got her from the peach peach tree city animal shelter. And they said, she has brought us so much joy that we've already named her joy. And before I could even say anything, they put her in my arms And this sweet puppy, eight or 10 weeks old, I don't know, eight or nine weeks old, she looked up at me with these big brown eyes and it's like, oh, I was, I was just sold. And I said, wait a minute. I said, is this, did she come from the Peachtree City Pound? I said, I had just seen her in there a couple of days ago and we completely hit it off. And wow. they said, they said, yes. And the, the mom, she said, um, I, I wanted to keep her. And my husband said, no, we've already got five rescue dogs, so we can't keep her, but you can get her out of the shelter 
just to get her out, but you're going to have to adopt her uh, to someone. And so little did I know, Gary, I had no idea when they adopted her, she only had two hours to live because I'm on the West coast and Mm -hmm. most of the shelters out here, they'll just keep an animal until they're adopted. Most of them. And, And so I had still been, you know, thinking about adopting her and we, we just, we had this chemistry, but that's not the end of the story. There's, there's, there's more, more to it. A friend of mine and I went that night to go back and look at her and, um, cause my husband was still away. And as we pulled up to the driveway, my friend starts screaming, Oh my Colleen, Colleen, it's fate. And she's screaming it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, look, and I looked at the license plate and in huge letters, it said fate, the license plate in front of us at, at their house and come to find out uh, their son had committed suicide about a year before. And that had been his car. I think it was a Mustang. I can't remember that had been his car and he always believed in fate. And that was his specialized license plate. And this was in the peach peach tree city, Georgia area. So, there's even more to the story, but I won't go into it. But suffice it to say that uh, we adopted her. And this this family, when I had said to them, look, you know, I'd love to adopt her. But between my husband and I traveling, you know, we don't have anybody to pet sit her. And almost before I could finish my sentence, the mom and the daughter were like, we'll pet sitter, we'll pet sitter free because <laughs> yeah. they still wanted to see her. And of course I paid them, you know, they were so nice to, yeah. to pet sitter, but it's just, it, it's amazing how sometimes, you know, we don't see how something can work out. It's like all the signs are there that we're supposed to do it, but it makes no sense. And then it falls into place and that's what that's what the book is about that'll be coming out in March. So it does release in March. I was getting ready to be my next question. Yes, uh-huh. Right now, uh, we're awesome. thinking March thirty first, uh-huh. Nice. So back to your first book. Um, so that's just the I know the title, but I mean what's the book about? Like how would you describe yeah. the book, you know? So what I did is I do a lot of uh, keynote speaking at conferences for managers, supervisors, anybody in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. And I, I do that um, for corporations as well. And it started to occur to me, you know, I hear so many of the same things over and over in terms of what bosses want from their employees. You know, what do they want to see? What are the things they never want to see? What are, you know, to them, the top traits, qualities, and characteristics that make up an exemplary employee? And I thought, you know, I've got a lot of material that um, other employees could really benefit from. And even if they're in a leadership position, they still have a boss themselves. And so what I did is I, I decided to conduct 
I was going to conduct about 100 in-depth uh, interviews, conversations with managers, supervisors, a few CEOs, and some HR people, human resources people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to ask um, at least 100 of them questions like, if I had a group of employees sitting here, what would you tell them are your top 10 biggest pet peeves that they should avoid at all times and why. And then I asked them questions like, um, you know, what makes you uh, fire one employee, but not somebody else? You know, what are the top traits that you look for? And I literally would start to write these down. I did this over the course of about six months and I would, you know, I took copious notes and writing down the answers And then if you're by any chance OCD, like I am, obsessive (laughs) compulsive disorder, or any of your listeners, if any of them are like me, you know, if you're a bit like me and you're thinking, okay, well, if a hundred is good, 200 is even better. (laughs) So then I ratcheted it up and I decided, you know what, I'm going to ask 200 people and then I'll really have the right answers. And so... So that's what I did. I conducted in-depth conversations, interviews with about 200 people in leadership positions. And I, you know, very clearly there, there were, uh, common threads. And so, uh, and where I came up with the title secrets, your boss isn't telling you is some of the things would seem like common sense, but some of the things they told me, I don't think they would probably share with anybody else but because i don't work for their company i felt like they everybody was really honest with me nice that's awesome that's a lot of work to go into to the book so um did you did you like self-publish or did did a publisher pick you up or or how'd you handle that i decided to self-publish because i just didn't want to go through all the work of looking and finding a publisher. I thought, you know, Mm -hmm. I do enough speaking as it is. I do some coaching. Um, I have other people that I can, you know, sell the book and and put it out there too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's the route that, um, that I went. And so, so you paid out of pocket to get it printed and shipped to you, or did you just do like one of the ones where you send them your book and then, they, they fulfill the orders as they come in. I went ahead and I paid to have them sent to me because I knew that for a conference, I might need to have a hundred books. Yeah. So how many did you order on your first batch? You know, I think the first, first batch, I probably ordered 200. Okay. And then you had 200 books, physical copies in your hand of your book that you wrote. You don't owe anyone any money. You don't owe anyone any chunk of the percentage of sales. It's all you. So what did yes. you do from there? You just did you put it on Amazon? Did you make it an ebook? Um, how did you dis- distribute your book? Um, you know that's a great question, Gary. And I didn't do the ebook. And sometimes I think looking back, an ebook would have been beneficial mm-hmm. for people that just want to be able to download it. So yes. it is online. I don't know if it's on Amazon anymore. I do know that the book is online because I had some people who. Uh, ordered it online and you know I don't I don't get the the proceeds from that but I do believe in hey you know just give out a lot of valuable 
content to people. Right. And I do, I do that with my new podcast as well. And I know you've heard the same thing, you know, just giving, 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 give a lot of valuable content that people can, oh, yeah. uh, can take away. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so that's how I, I did it. And, oh, yeah. uh, I believe it's on my website as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. So far from, uh, my website or from my, my podcast, I've made $0. So um, yes, it's not really in it for yeah. the money. I just like doing uh-huh. this to be honest with you. And it's cool. I've, I've always wanted to, to create somehow. And I, I, I've always been like camera shot. So I didn't want to like go just jump, you know, knee deep into YouTube or something like that. So I was like, yes, this might be a good new platform. <laughs> you know, everybody's talking about podcasts. So I might as well. Do you want to throw out any, I mean, I know you do a lot of stuff on social media, online, podcasts. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have YouTube too, right? Yes, I do have some YouTube. Now, admittedly, I have not put anything new on YouTube. So none of that is recent. Probably mm-hmm. where I have put the most videos has been on Instagram. I've, I am also um, on on Twitter. There's a wonderful writing community. I don't know if you're a part of that or, or anybody who might be listening, who is a writer or an aspiring writer. Um, and really if you're already writing, you are a writer, but, um, yeah. And Instagram, you know, that's, that's how you and I found each other. Absolutely. I love Instagram. I do too. I, I, and I really do make an attempt to keep the social in social media and respond to every single comment that I receive because I awesome. really appreciate, you know, that a human being would, you know, put yeah. something out there. Hey, I loved your post and I got a lot out of it or whatever it may mm-hmm. have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes though you got to be careful. It's not a human, you know, anymore. We're, oh, we're in that age now. It's like, <laughs> I love your page. Your posts are wonderful. You know, you're like, thank you. And it's like, check out my link. Oh yes, yes, yeah. exactly. I com- yeah. and I completely ignore that. If there's any selling yeah. like that, I ignore it. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty. I uh, I used the, the the bot for a while, and then I just stopped doing it because mainly because it got my account banned. And I was like, you know, this isn't cool. This this is wow. <laughs> now, how did that how did that happen? What what's the bot, and and how did your account um, get banned? I used, it was called uh, Gram Two like G-R-A-M-T-O dot com. Uh-huh. It was just an Instagram automator. So basically what I did is I just went in and anybody who posted a, the hashtag, like, you know, this, for example, podcast or I love podcasts or something like that, you select what what hashtags that you want to uh-huh. seek out. And then when someone posts with that hashtag, it automatically comments whatever you wrote in there. And mine was just like, it said, hey, I'm looking for strangers from all over the world to be on my show. DM me if you're interested. Um, but I guess somehow the YouTube or the Instagram algorithm caught on that it was not a human. So they banned my account for 48 hours and said, if you keep using automated, um, you know, automated tools that we're going to block your account for good. So I just quit wow. using it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a couple guests on the show from it. Um, but yeah, it's not worth it. I just do it as, by hand. As now. opposed to if you, yes. As opposed to if you somehow were to go somewhere and then just say what you're looking for, whether it would be through stories, your, your stories or your feed. Yeah. I usually just search hashtags for whatever I'm looking for. Like, um, I don't know why I got on this kick where I was dead set on finding a beekeeper to, 
to interview. It's like, I'm <laughs> going to find a beekeeper, you know, it's a weird, or not weird, but I it's saw a, Yes, and keepers of dead things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, shout out to Madeline. She was she was cool. Um, but yeah, oh. do you want to take this opportunity here and just like kind of dump as many plugs for whatever you're doing that you want to? I would love for people to follow me on Instagram. Um, I truly believe that I've got some great, uh, great feeds, great stories that can help you in terms of how to overcome procrastination, how to get motivated and stay motivated. You know, that's a huge issue for all of us. So if you would like to follow me on Instagram, I'm at adopting joy underscore. So adopting joy, J-O-Y, and then the underscore symbol. And I'm on Facebook at Colleen Joy Ryan. And and I live in the United States. There's a, there's another Colleen Joy Ryan, but she's in uh, Australia. And then my podcast is Adopting Joy. And uh, she was my rescue dog. So that's where the name comes from. Little did I know when I adopted joy the rescue dog that i would also adopt the emotion joy so that's awesome that's Fitting where that name. comes from i know how how, <laughs> how uh, absolutely amazing that she was already named joy yeah and i was looking um i, I think i saw a picture or you know several pictures she's a german shepherd right you know she was a uh Mutt. I might be dating myself and saying this because I'm a I'm a a baby boomer, but uh, she is what we call a Heinz, um, a Heinz fifty seven. <laughs> she was a mutt. Pretty much everything. I had her for almost sixteen glorious years. So thank you for asking. I do think she definitely had part shepherd in her. Yeah. We went to dog parks all the time. She. Um, a lot of people think she ran in the low 30s in terms of miles per hour. So we think she had a little greyhound, maybe yeah. a little whippet in her, maybe a little boxer, Rhodesian Ridgeback. Uh, yeah, so a little bit of everything in there. <laughs> a lot yeah. of things, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, normally, also, we're, we're running out of time here, but I always do ask my guests, um, what is your race, religion, and sexual orientation? Okay, so I am Caucasian. As a matter of fact, I am chalk white right now because living in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest, we don't get a whole lot of sun. And, you said it was uh, snowing there, right? Oh my gosh, we had snow over the weekend. Yes, I, That's I, uh, crazy. The snow in September is not my kind of thing. I'll trade places with you, Gary. West, West Virginia. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. And then what what were the other questions? Um religion and sexual orientation. Okay. So religion, I'm of the Christian religion and sexual orientation would be heterosexual, although I am so busy these days that I would say uh the people I hang out with most are my pets. Yeah. You're married to the game is what they call it. The younger kids would say you're, you're married to the game. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I really appreciate you being on. Um, is there anything else that you want to you want to say before we wrap this up or anything like that? 
Boy, you know, what can I think of uh, that I would probably want to leave people with? Well, you know, I had talked about uh, procrastination. And I think one thing I would say is that, you know, a lot of times we think we're procrastinating out of, you know, just not wanting to do something. And I did a post recently, recently on Instagram where I talked about sometimes procrastination is a fear of success. Mm. And so sometimes people are afraid, you know, deep down, they want a lot of followers, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they're afraid because I think instinctively people know the law of averages is the bigger you get, the, the more of a following you have, the more likely it is you are going to have some detractors. You might have some trolls and just know that it's not about you it's whatever is going on or not going on in in their life. You know, sometimes those people mm. are just not happy people. And so what I would say is just, you know, ignore the naysayers. Um, and I had a really difficult dad. That's a whole nother conversation. But mm. ignore the no- naysayers because it's what's going on with them, not about you. And keep putting positivity and good things out into the world. Mm, I like that. I like that. You know, uh, one of my good friends, she, she always says, uh, naysayers going to naysay. So that's how it is. Yes, <laughs> that's that's true. Sometimes no matter what you do, you will not please those people. <laughs> yeah. So, And also, if you want to find us on social media, uh, you can find us at on Twitter at Beware of Strange and on Instagram at Beware of Strange. Um, I did take down the Facebook group. I deleted my Facebook. I'm no longer doing that, but um, we do have BewareofStrangers.com. And if you or someone you know wants to be on the show, um, I'm now taking bookings through BewareofStrangers.com. I'm no longer doing it via the uh, inbox because I just can't keep up with that. And I always double book and forget that I'm scheduled to record and all that. So if you want to be on the show from now on, uh, all bookings are going to be done through BewareofStrangers.com. And um, I really appreciate you being on. And um, Colleen, you have a good day out there, okay? Thank you, Gary. You too. It was fun. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you around, okay? Okay, bye-bye.